Do you love the Making a Musical podcast? Please subscribe, like, and review our show so we can get this into the hands of more musical theater lovers just like you. Ticket Peak just named us one of the five best performing arts podcasts out there. We're number three now, but help us out and let's move up that list. Meantime, if you want to learn more about my new off-Broadway musical, Good Morning New York, go to goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. You can get tickets for our 54 Below show. That's October 4th. It's a concert, and you'll get a free album. We also have tickets for our off-Broadway show. That's January 9th, 2020. Tickets for both shows are on sale now. Is the Making a Musical podcast. I'm your host, Jacqueline Thrapp. The podcast follows the development and execution of our critically acclaimed off-Broadway musical, Good Morning New York. It opens at the Players Theater January 11th, 2020. Previews begin January 9th. But first, come to our 54 Below show. That's our album launch concert, October 4th. Tickets are on sale now. They start at 20 bucks. Plus, you get a free album and sponsor gift bag. I'm joined by one of the main talents in the show. He's going to be all over 54 Below on October 4th. Zach Holden's here, everyone. Hello. Hey. hey. Everyone's wondering who's in the show. It's, uh, it's me. It's just me. It's I'm just him. We, uh, we're low on money. <laughs> so we're like, Zach, yeah. you seem like a guy who can do a lot. I, I try. Yeah, before we got on to the podcast, you were just talking about how you were modeling for a a hotel. Yes, I was. I just modeled for W Hotels. Can you say what you did for W Hotels? I can. I can say what I did. Oh, oh, great. I I was scantily clad um, in the penthouse in a robe, and um, we did a bunch of shoots like, like, um, if you were on a... Honeymoon getaway, you know, doing, eating brunch in bed, and then we did, like, a bunch of bar shots where we were being cool and sultry. Was there, like, a pose that they had you do? Like, did they they direct you to do something specific when you were at the... Oh, okay. Oh, yeah. A lot of it is, like, looking down and then eyes up, (laughs) but then relaxing your forehead. Just very... Yeah. I guess you could really tell that from the podcast. You can hear it. Yo, yeah, and what we're going to do is before we got a, uh, before we started recording the podcast, he did pose with his tea. That's true. You'll see it. Yeah, is that what you That's did? That's pretty much the pose. Like this, really? Yeah. So everyone stay tuned for his uh, photo. Just look on our Good Morning New York musical Instagram. He yeah. has a photo of, of what he learned. In mo- did, they, did they teach you how to model or did you just learn? I have a good friend who's a model and she taught me. Oh. So I actually got to like actually train a little oh. before I did it. I have so many questions about your past. <laughs> and <laughs> well, that's why I, we're I'm here open today. Book. <laughs> we're talking all about your past. You are in the musical as Steve, which is a writer who moves to New York City thinking he'll make it big, but it doesn't go as planned. Mm-hmm. We'll talk about Good Morning New York in a second. But like I said, today is really all about getting to know what, what gets you up in the morning. I can't wait. Ah. <laughs> uh, not much. It's my cats. Meow. Oh, yeah. You were saying that. My cats wake me up. Meow. I have two cats, Meow. Fiona and Felix, the brother and sister. Meow. They're heteronormative. Meow. They're really hilarious. Heteronormative? Yeah, they're heteronormative. I don't they, know what they, that means. They um, reinforce gender roles. It's like oh. the girl is girly and the boy is boyish. It's very strange. Oh, yeah. okay. So, so a word for that would be they're the stereotypical gender roles. Yes. Man, so you're one of those guys who just finds new words. 
instead of using, instead them, of using instead words of people know, know, you use words that they don't know. You caught me. Uh, yeah, I'm really bad at, well, you know, ooh, I shouldn't say it, but I, I don't have the best vocabulary. Really? Yeah. It's, <laughs> <laughs> I don't think a writer should say that, but I don't know. Because I, I was in news, you're trained to write in a third grade level. Oh, I've heard because, that. Because, yeah, because yeah, third graders can watch, their grandparents can watch, everyone can understand. So when I write, I've always just been third grade level, <laughs> and I never really, you know, I'm not a newspaper writer. I don't need to write, what's that, what was that word you said? Heteronormative. Uh, yeah, I don't need to write that. I don't think anyone does. Even if I did write it, they'd be like, eh, who can say that on TV? No one knows that word. Yeah, move on. Next yeah. Word. That's a good word, though. Um, I actually have a list of words that I'm adding to my vocabulary. Because one time, um, well, I, I guess, ooh, should I call this person out? Mm, no, I won't call this person out. You can bleep it out, though. Okay, I will. Okay, so <laughs> he's talking to me about vocabulary and yada, yada, yada. And then I was like, yeah, I don't really have the best vocab. And then he asked me, what are you doing to get a better vocabulary? And I didn't have an answer. Mm -hmm. So now when people use words that I don't know, I put them in my notes section. Yeah. And, um, okay, so, ooh, this is a word you used earlier today. What is it? The first one in my notes section is clad, which means clothed. Oh, yes. Great. <laughs> I and love it. Then I have oxy, oxytocin, which I forgot what that was. Negate, disavowing, conflating, oh, serendipity. No one uses, who used conflating? I don't know. Um, and well, and I, uh, another, I can't pronounce that. I think I spelled it wrong. Insolience? No idea. Yeah. I don't know that one. I know these are words that you probably know. Well, you used have, one of them already. I have 50% 50, 50 of that. Do you? Of the, oh. those words. Yeah. I'm going to be using those words a lot in this podcast. Do it. <laughs> <laughs> no. No. Yeah. So that's what I'm doing to try to get my vocab up. But I want to talk about that because now we're on the topic. You are actually a writer and composer. I do that. I do that thing. Yeah. Yeah. The, the thing. Now, let's elaborate into that. Okay. okay. So, you act, you sing, and compose. Do you have a favorite? Um, I think I've always loved singing. The, it was like the first thing I did when I was like five. I was always singing in front of people. My dad runs a summer camp, so we did like campfire songs when mm -hmm. I was a kid. So that was like all I did was singing as a kid. Can you sing one of them? Um... What's a fun one? Um, I made my dad, I, I forced him to learn a song on guitar called The Long Way Home. And it just kind of repeats, but it's the chorus is, it was a long, 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 long way home. And it's just ridiculous things have happened to this child on his way home. And he's like, I hopped a horse, but she threw a shoe. And then I got picked up by a submarine and they let me out in the Philippines. It's like, it took him 7,000 years to get home. Oh, wow. Yeah, and he's apologizing to his mom the whole time. Sounds like a long, 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 long song. It is a very long, <laughs> long, long song. And all the songs I write are extremely long like that. Like Arlo Guthrie style, like really long. Cool. Don't worry, I spilled water. He spilled oh. the tea. Party people, how you feeling? Ding, 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 ding. If we had sound effects, that it would be something would happen right there. Oh, I'll add it in. <laughs> I'll find something on Google. <laughs> Some stock sounds. Currently, the only thing I have is a bleep which we've already used once in this podcast. We're going to use all of them. We're going to use all the sound effects somehow. <laughs> um, After I Google search them <laughs> and save them on my computer. Yes, yes. Saved. Um, yeah, so, okay. Uh, and I want to go back to your childhood. In Let's a second. do it. But before I, I do... I lay down. Uh, no, actually, I think we do start from the beginning because in, um, I had an anchor one time 
who said that in sports, you have to when you're giving the highlights, you have to start from the beginning <laughs> and go to the end. So we started at you singing campfire songs with your father. Mm-hmm. Uh, what was high school like? Oh man, did I blossom? I was trying to come up with something wittier. Um, Did I blossom? (laughs) uh, High school was cool. Um, I someone just asked me about this the other day because we went and watched um, Eighth Grade by Bo Burnham. Oh yeah, yeah. Interesting. I just saw that recently too. I was tweeting about it, but I realized like I'm the only person doing doing that because it was midnight or something. (laughs) (laughs) Tweeting about Eighth Grade. We needed your content though. We needed it. Yeah, um, sometimes. (laughs) <laughs> sometimes people don't appreciate it no i'm appreciating it right now going thank you um so no i i don't know if i had anxiety like i don't i didn't have like clinical anxiety but i was kind of a loner i i fancied myself what did i call myself something ridiculous and pompous um i called myself a floater mm. which is like i had a lot of friend groups but i didn't really hang out with anybody um but I got really lucky because I was really focused on music and theater and all that. And when I was 14, I started working professionally. I got, I did like a, I did a lead role in my high school's musical as a freshman, which was unheard of for the weird small town. That's unheard of everywhere. I right. went to like a five, a, what is it, five A school or what did they call them? Oh, I don't know. The big, I'm big. I'm literally from nowhere. Oh, I had like so 2,000 people and still nobody. There were 200 people in my grade. Big. So it's now. Yeah, small. What, where, where, what city and state again? Plymouth, Wisconsin. Is that near Plymouth um, Rock? There is a place called Plymouth Rock. I grew up right next to Plymouth Rock. Oh, right. Um, it's not the Plymouth Rock. Okay, because I was really throwing that out there. <laughs> like, I've heard of something called Plymouth. That's, I've been there as well. Mm. There's 13 Plymouths in the United States. Mm. Um, <laughs> and I've been I to three of them. I had time to research it. <laughs> <laughs> I, no, I opened a comedy show with that line once. Mm. Someone was like, he's from Plymouth, Wisconsin. And... That's the whole joke, actually. I just did it for you before. Yeah, it was um, a good one when it landed the first time. <laughs> um, but yeah, I grew up there. Um, uh, I got really lucky because my theater teacher, Herb Stoltenberg, is in the Hall of Fame of Wisconsin theater mm-hmm. as a director, and he was like formative for me, and he really like. From cradle to adult, kind of. I knew him my whole life. And he encouraged me to do stuff. And then once I was finally doing stuff in high school, I got offered to do like a dirty dancing style, like summer show. It was a cabaret thing. And then I just for kept... kids or for adults? Adults, adults. Mm. I was like, I was, I was too young to be doing this show. Like I, <laughs> I, um, I would like come out in my underwear doing what the YMCA is. As... Were you as a kid? Was there like a kid character in that? Or you were like acting as an adult? I was essentially an adult. Like the cast was all adults and I was just performing as like a teenage member of the cast. Cool. Yeah, which was really fun. And we spent the whole summer just like performing 80s hits for people, for old people. And <laughs> Hey there, kitty. Yeah, pretty much. I did Crocodile Rock by... Um... <laughs> That Elton John. This is the best day of my life. They loved it. And then I did some, like, university work when I was in high school, which was really cool. And then I went to Emerson College in Boston. How did you, um, the application process, uh, did you know you wanted to go there? Or how did you, you, what made you go there? Yeah. Well, I 
this is actually kind of a, a cool story to me. I wanted to be a neuroscientist until I was a junior in high school. A neuroscientist? Yes. Explain. So my childhood friend's parents are the leading researchers of schizophrenia in Yonkers. And I read all their journals and I was like really into school and I was like math team. I was math team champion um, in high school. I was a nerd. Just get that right right out of that. Um, and then I started working professionally and I was like, no, I don't want to do neuroscience. I want to do acting. And I didn't really know what I was doing. And then I got a letter in the mail from Emerson being like, you should check us out. And I was already looking at, at like MIT at the time because I was thinking about sciences. And I was like, oh, it's like right there. That's really cool. I wanted to go to Boston anyway. And then I went, it was the only school I visited. It was my first audition. And I got in during the audition. They like told me that they wanted me to, to keep them in mind. And I did one visit and I was like, yep, I didn't go anywhere else. I just wanted to be there. So I kind of knew. That's great. Yeah, it was very cool. I feel like there's something in the water with you Boston people. Oh yeah, it's a great theater town. Yeah, because there's you, our co-composer and music director Jackson, right. went to school in Boston, Diane, they went to the same one. Um, did they go to Berkeley? Yes, they did. Yes, they did. And there's someone else. There might not be. Maybe it's just okay. Jackson's friends. <laughs> <laughs> All of the Berkeley kids who live in Brooklyn. Yeah. Uh, Oh, yeah, I think... No, I don't know. Never mind. I guess that's just that. But also the lady who plays Val now, um, she went to school in Denver. Oh, I'm, really? I'm from Denver. Yeah. Yeah, and I was going over her resume again, just reading, rereading it, and I thought to myself, oh, look at that! That's awesome. Yeah, something in the water. I love Colorado. Yeah, you were the just there. Day. Yes, I did. Mm-hmm. You were doing... Uh, oh, we're not there yet. Hold on. Don't get there. Don't get there. Okay, far. let's not get there yet. Actually, we will get there, and then I have one more question about college life. Yeah. Um, <laughs> <laughs> Great. So when you were in college, you said that you wrote a musical. I did. I did write a musical. What's I'm it about? Of it. <laughs> um, 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 it's a, it was called Mulligan. It was like a test. I... Um, I wrote it. I wrote the book in high school with my friend Matthew, and the main character's name is Matthew Mulligan. So shout out to you, hey Matt. Uh, Matt, and um, it's basically about this dude who um, it was like a musical version of Seventeen again, is what it was like. Uh, the younger version of this guy shows up in the future, um, and his forty-year-old self is like super lame. <laughs> And so the entire musical is the young self being like, hey, how'd you become so lame? And then they go off and try to play Ultimate Frisbee, and he's bad at it, and they get high, and then basically the younger self screws over the older self, and he gets fired, and then his wife leaves him, and, and everything's really, really horrible. And then the wife was pregnant, and they didn't know, and so... It's like it gets really dark really fast, and at the end, it's like a murder suicide sort of thing. Spoiler, oh, boy. spoilers! Well, um, oh, yeah. Uh, but uh, it was super fun to write, and I still sing one of the songs from it in my comedy show. Oh, really? Yeah. Um, fun fact about Good Morning New York: in a very, very, very early draft, I did one time had Val kill her husband, and then they were That's like, amazing. "They're like, <laughs> finally, she get she finally got the top story she always wanted." <laughs> oh no. <Yeah. laughs> 
Uh, that, I empathize with that. Though, yeah, the choice to do that. that um, uh, yeah, I was just trying to find a story for. This is so early. This is like. It doesn't even count as Good Morning New York. It was so early. <laughs> it's Good Night Montana. We had know, a different like title for it. It was called Money, Love, and Not Giving <laughs> And if you listen to season That's one. It's a different show. It's completely different. And it's about the phases in your life and that how certain phases guide where you're going. Okay. And if you listen to season one, we actually, shout out to this plug, uh, Lexi, Dylan, and myself did a table read of it. And we recorded a podcast oh. of our first act. It's insane. It's so different. It's ridiculous. You'll listen and you'll be like, what the hell? <laughs> and, and musicals evolve. Okay, but I was going to go back because you mentioned your musical. Okay, so you did the musical. I did it, yes. And did you stage it too and you had a production? We, we did like a, we did a staged <clears throat> reading. So it Ooh. essentially became staged, but it was in a reading setting. And we almost got in trouble because we stole a piano from the basement of the college, like uh, whatever. And... But then we we did it. It was live stream. There's a live stream if you want to go digging through Facebook, through my Facebook and find it. Your personal Facebook or your uh, professional Facebook? I, it's my personal Facebook, which you uh, could probably access because I don't understand how to do that. Um, okay, I'm going to try later. I, I have it saved somewhere on my computer. But there's a live stream of the entire thing. And it went actually pretty well. Like, I wrote it in three months. The music we wrote in three months. I had a co-writer come on halfway through. And it was basically one of those situations where I got the gig. I was like, there's an open spot in our student theater thing. Do you want to do it? We know you maybe wrote a musical. And I was like, yes, I did. And then I wrote it over the three months that I had to do it. Cool. Yeah, it would terrible. you write another musical? Yes, I would. You should. I want to. Good. We'll just. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> this is the beginning. This is the beginning of my podcast where I make my musical. And um, you sell ad space and yes, make $2 every I, 25 listens. That's all I need. Yeah. You know, it's wonderful. Yeah. So you will write it. Are, are you writing one now? I am writing. Uh, I have a couple ideas. Obviously, everyone has like a thousand ideas. But the ones I've worked on the most are uh, an adaptation of the book series Gone by Michael Grant mm -hmm. if you've ever read those um, I think they're great they're teen sci-fi weird be more chill-esque um, and then I wrote a little bit of The Kids Are Alright I wrote that as a musical so you're that. you're looking at adapting stuff right now yeah I, I did that thing there's the thing that Sondheim did where he like wrote um he adapted a good play, a bad play, an original, and a movie or something. And I decided that I would try to do that. That's cool. Yeah, yeah, I got all right. You know, I did two of them. I, I adapted the two. Because I also wrote um, Macbeth the Musical uh, in high school. Why don't you just, okay, well, why don't you just produce it? Because, um, <laughs> again, I don't want to go back and, like, look at it because I was Not 17. bad. I'm saying any of your stuff. Oh. Well, what, so now you have four musicals written? I think I have three. I think I have. I could do three, and I don't produce them because I've been focusing on acting. I mean, you can I joined, act in it. Yeah, I, I can Lin Manuel Miranda that. Yeah. Um, but no, it's just been like a balance of life. I mean, I only graduated last year, mm -hmm. so life has kind of been insane. Well, um, when did you move here? A year ago? Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Oh boy. Yeah. Yeah. I moved here three years ago. Okay, so you got some time on me. Mm -hmm. But mm -hmm. I don't know how you feel about the city, but it. It was, like, amazing. I did things I never dreamed I would be doing really early. Like, I got to join SAG and all that really fast. But it just kicked my butt. Mm -hmm. I, and I just feel like I never had time or money 
but you know I'm producing my own one man show so hopefully that's the next thing I do okay because you mentioned a comedy show and a one man yes. show are these the same they're thing the or same are these thing. separate they're things they're the same thing tell me more uh, I will tell you more um like I'm writing a series of comedy songs I've done a few shows at the duplex um just like one off like one or two songs of my own um and it's like Bo Burnham, but not as mean. I just do... I think I'm close to having a full set list now of, like, actual could do a night of comedy songs. I want to take a moment to talk about Baked Cravings. It's quickly becoming a premier bakery in New York City and across the nation. It's a nut-free, peanut-free, and tree-nut-free bakery specializing in cupcakes, cookies, cakes, brownies, and donuts. Drop by the bakery on Lexington and 105th to get some treats or get a ticket to our 54 Below show and get your custom cookie with our Good Morning New York logo for free. If you come to the show, we also have gift baskets with Harney and Sons Fine Teas. The company started in a basement way back in 1983 and has since become one of the premier go-to tea companies across the nation. Film sets, television sets, TV news studios often carry their tea on hand to give to actors and talent. You can see for yourself. Go to Harney.com and shop over 300 tea blends or just come to our 54 Below show and get your free 10 of the New York Blend. Tickets are at goodmorningnewyorkmusical.com. Thank you, Baked Cravings and Harney and & Sons for being our sponsor. Okay, so switching gears, I was looking at your resume on your website, and uh, what does outdoor survival skills mean? Oh. It's listed on there. Yeah, yeah, no, it is. What are the skills? The skills are, if I were in the wild, like... I grew up uh, on a summer camp of 400 acres in, like, a log cabin. Like, I could I could live van, man versus wild. Question. You grew up in a log cabin? Like, in a log cabin? Yeah. How far were your neighbors? Um, well, they lived on the property with us, of, of our big property. So my neighbors, as far as, like, the people that were initially right next to me, were only a few steps away. But it was a big log cabin. It's like modern. It you live like, there year round. Yeah, 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 yeah. So, in the uh, middle of the forest. So was it like a hippie? <laughs> no, 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 no. My dad is literally he runs a summer camp for kids. Yeah. Oh, and, and then when take, it's not summer, what happens? We just take care of it the whole time. Ooh. Yeah. So we have like fifty horses. My mom Ooh. helps train the horses. That's um, really cool. Yes, it's very cool. Um, and yeah, we have a lake, an island, and that's why like outdoor survival skills like you literally. I know how to do that. Wow, because I thought you were, like, joking or something. No, the jo- the only joke on my resume is um, probably my dialects, honestly. No. Um, <laughs> hey, I was going to ask you to, like, give examples, but I like the outdoor survival skill one more. Yeah, it is better. I mean cat whispering is the only joke. Oh, yeah, I saw that. I was like, yeah, that's a joke. But it was last, too, so I knew it was a joke. Yeah. It's in, I mean, even then, cats love me. Do they? They really do. I... I commit to it though. Every every cat I meet, I I work really hard for them to like me. That's <laughs> <laughs> what I have to do with my roommate's cat that I have now. I yeah. got scratched though there, and then like on my belly yesterday because I was holding it and it wanted to leave. But you <laughs> so didn't I want it to I leave. let it go, but like it it, it used my you. body as a launching pad. They do that. Yeah. So what brought you to New York City? New York City is where everything that I have ever wanted to do is. 
like you know singing acting performing composing film tv i i can't think of another place i would go where i would feel like i had access to everything and it's the reason that like my life has turned out even the year that i've been here has changed the way i think about my career it's because you know i don't I have tons of friends who go on cruises, and they work on cruises as actors. And oh, I thought you just, like, meant just go on cruises? No, yes. Like, I, I've heard bad things about people. Yeah, bad, bad, bad things. Yeah, well, I've, yep, carry on. <laughs> but, um, it's not a time for that. <laughs> <laughs> um, but, no, like, there are, there are tons of people who like to go and travel and do regional theater and, and all that, and I realized kind of early on that that was not something I was interested in doing anymore, and it really kind of shocked me. Like, I learned that there are a lot of parts of theater that I wasn't really interested in doing. And maybe I'm undercutting my career by telling people this. But I was just more interested in doing my own work and, like, work in the city. Where all the thi- I wanted to be able to stay here and do anything at any time. Um, and that was kind of a shocking discovery. So do you think that as time goes on, you're going to produce and star in your own work or do you want to write or act? I know I already asked you this but what's the focus as time goes on what would you like to do well I actually got a really good piece of advice from my roommate yesterday and I was telling him I was like I don't know what to focus on right now um or like what the goal is and he was like well people focus too much on one thing anyway like just do whatever presents itself to you and right now it's this which is really fun and I think producing my own stuff is right on right in, in line like that's what's coming up next is is this and then and then doing my comedy show and really committing to doing the comedy show and getting over my fear of like <clears throat> of like not feeling like I'm a real musician because I started playing piano like committed to it like three years ago and guitar I've played my whole life but I've never taken you know proper lessons for those things so that's the challenge lying ahead. Uh, see, I gotta kind of say I disagree. I think you're you are a real, real musician because even when we're on rehearsals, you're training them. <laughs> I. It's like you read the music and you're like you can sing it automatically. So I don't is, know. That is true. I have done that. You do know. I played trumpet for like eight, eight, twelve years, something like that, and and I played. My whole dream as a kid was to play every instrument in the orchestra. So I did classical music and all that for a long time. And that's why I can do that. (laughs) (laughs) It's like choir teachers being like, do solfege right now. Mm, What is an F sharp seven? But I'm going to say it on the record. When you produce this this thing, come to me. Or if you you want help producing it, I'll help you out. Yeah. For free. Oh. Yeah, I'll do it for free. (laughs) Well, I might might take some of those royalties or something. Uh, Sure, 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 sure. sure. Yeah, yeah. Right, 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 right. right. If you make money from it, I might take something Mm, from that. mm -hmm, mm -hmm. But uh, before... Yeah, yeah. (laughs) Yeah, you don't have to pay me to do it. If you lose money, I won't take a cent. (laughs) (laughs) So how kind. How kind of you. Yeah, that's how it works. Um, uh, But back to what we were saying. That's cool, though. You should produce your own stuff. Yeah. I'm excited for when you do. <laughs> well, I have other things to say, but it's like, this isn't about you, Jack. Yeah, 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 I know. I can feel it. <laughs> can you? Because I'm, qui- <laughs> I'm just getting quiet no, and I'm no, looking yeah. down at my questions. Yeah, I'm, no, I'm just trying to make you uncomfortable. That's yeah, no, uh, it's working for <laughs> me. So now let's talk about our musical. I had to go back to backstage.com to get this number today, so I'm going to give a little number to you. 
All right. I love math. Let's do it. So, well, it's not really math. It's just number. Great. (laughs) (laughs) So we had 163 people apply for Steve. Just Steve? Just Steve. That's more than like a third of the people who came out. Yeah. A ton of people. Um, yeah, we had a lot for Steve and a lot of understudies applied. What I thought was interesting is people don't just go for those big roles. So many applied for the understudy, and like hundreds went for the understudies. And I thought to myself, but there are other roles. Yeah, that's silly. I, you know, okay. Soapbox. Can I get on a soapbox? Get on it. Uh, this is something I realized in the year that I've been here, and it's totally selfish. But like, I think it's the best thing you can do as an actor is is understand what you actually want to play. I I mean it's it's helped me exponentially because if you want to play Steve go for Steve. You will be considered for the understudy if you go for Steve. Yes. It, it, it's that's Yes. And it, don't go for things that you don't want to do. I knew I wanted to do this. I don't go on a lot of auditions. I knew oh. I wanted to do this. Oh, wow. Yeah, because like blushing. It was cool. Well, it was interesting. The initial thing was interesting. And then when I got the material, I was like, oh, I get this guy. I don't care how much I get paid. I don't care how long this takes. I'm going to do this because that's what I am interested in doing. And I think that's so tough for actors to do because we just want to take every job that we get because we're afraid that if we don't work, we're like either we're meaningless or we're poor. Like it, it makes everything is so much tougher once you take it on as as a career. And to be honest with yourself and be like, no, I can work a day job and still just choose the roles I want to be. It's tough. For some reason, I was nervous. Like, no, he's not going to take it. Oh, oh, <laughs> oh. Well, you know, I did have to talk to my manager. Uh, yeah, I noticed that on your on your um, um, resume. And I was like, oh, he has a manager? I haven't met his manager yet. Because <laughs> once, like, once in a while, someone will send me to their agent and then I talk to their agent. Right. It doesn't happen often. Yeah. Because it's, you know non-union stuff yeah. but i was waiting for you, you for your manager or your agent to contact to, to, yeah, me yeah. so when you auditioned and we have this on video we'll see if we'll ever i don't have it oh. with me we have a guy forgot, who yeah. like is coming in so we had a guy um he works at spectrum one new york one and he's coming in and doing b-roll and he, at t- from time to time and then i'm taking video so either way we're gonna do some sort of documentary about it yeah it'll be the next beyonce you know thing. yeah well I'll, <laughs> we're gonna have all this b-roll then we're all gonna sit everyone down who wants to talk about it and just interview them and oh, then nice. slice it all together cool call it a day but so he has video of you auditioning and our reactions <laughs> well, that's what so, I'm interested in. Yeah, yeah. Um, and we uh, we pretty much, everyone in the audition room was into you when Aww, you did it. Yeah, because nice. you, Morgan was there. Morgan's Betty in the show. Right, and which I didn't know. <laughs> I know, you guys didn't know. We just, uh, I, she was actually, um, I wasn't going to do it, but I almost had her sing the, oh. the, that duet with people. But we didn't do it because I just thought it was too much for yeah. one day, so... It would be too weird. But, yeah, Morgan was there to test the chemistry mm-hmm. people. Now you know. It's now not know. not usually normal. So but, thank um, you, Morgan. Yeah, Morgan's great. And Morgan, I think I said this on one of their podcasts, but, yeah, Morgan always, she's great to have in the room because she always knows a lot more than I do about theater and she's, audition. She's a cool person. Yeah. From the little time that I've spent with her. Yeah, she's great to have in any room. Good good voice, too. Okay, so when you walked... Well, first, how did you prepare for the audition? 
How did I prepare for this audition? I knew right away that I had to learn it on piano. So I actually learned how to play it before I came in. Yes, we could tell. And that was really, really, really helpful. Like I just, like I was super confident in it. I knew if I wanted to change the key, I could do it. And so all that was fine. And then, I mean, I'm a little cavalier with, with lines, um, but that's just like the way I've learned them is more about intention than it is about um, like getting the words exactly right. And they normally come out right because, you know, you practice enough times. You insanely talk to yourself enough times that it comes out. Um, but that was really all it was. It was like a few days of just like focused meetings with myself saying, I'm going to learn this right off the bat and be memorized. And, you know, it was good material. So it came out like it wasn't hard to memorize because it was it made sense to me. And... Yeah. I think I prepped the question that I asked in the room. You planned to do that? Yes, I did. Wait, did you, like, go back and forth about, should I ask that question? Or no, what was... I, knew, I knew I needed to well, ask. Well, first it. tell them the question. I think I what I asked was, how, how much of Jim Halpert is this guy? Is that what I said? Or something like that? Or were you thinking of a different question? Because that's the question I remember being really important oh, to me. I remember you asked a question, because I've been asking it myself for a year and a half... You asked me us a question about so is this guy sarcastic or oh, is he a dick yeah. or is he nice or like what yeah, is your I angle for question. this? And then I said, how about you just <laughs> figure it out? Because <laughs> like when the when the when the creator says figure it out, you know it's a uh, good luck. <laughs> no, well the thing is, I know rough stuff. Um, but I remember uh, we had a reading in the summer, and one time she was like, "Who the fuck is Steve?" <laughs> <laughs> this character has been so hard to write. I, it's been so hard. And I even told you, like, if we have some lines to change, let's do it. Because there's I was still so things shocked. we might be able to polish. I'm so shocked at that. I was listening to one of the previous podcasts, and you were talking about that as well. Yeah, and I, was, <laughs> I think we got there. I, Damn. I guess, I mean, it made sense to me when I was reading it, but maybe that's just because it was, like, it made sense to me, so it made sense. Thank God, because it took that character, oh, I think I spent all summer trying to figure out who is, yeah, (laughs) Yeah. to undick him, to give him an intention, to make him, still, you want to root for him, but you also run a root for Betty, and you don't want to, it's not like, it's very, very hard, because we have some strong female characters, we have some, uh, we have male roles as well, and we have to make them strong and something to root for because right. half of your demographic is male, <laughs> and like it's not a, it's not all about one or the other. Like right, right, everyone right. has their intention, no matter what gender <laughs> they are. Everyone has an intention, and I want everyone to be able to root for all of the characters in some way or another. Right, like no story is, un- is underbaked. Yeah, and no one's like a the antagonist we had in one of our readings. Someone says the antagonist is the news station. Not the people. Oh, yeah, the environment that they're forced into. The environment is the antagonist. But sometimes in earlier drafts, a lot of earlier drafts, it kept, it kept, Steve kept being the antagonist and it kept confusing everybody because we opened with him and everyone's like, we're rooting for him. And then in the end, they're like, what the hell? (laughs) Like, that dick. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, because we really, um, Maybe I'll send you an old script if you ever want to read one of Maybe our, like, a 2018 script. Yeah. Oh, actually, we have a should video. I? I don't know if I even should. No, I don't want you to. Yeah. No, it's going to ruin it. Don't watch no, it. I don't want to know. Good. I want to be... I don't want you to know because we changed the name 
and the story and the yeah, title because exactly. we wanted someone completely <laughs> new <laughs> and it's now Steve. The, the new lives on. The new lives on. The rising of the Phoenix. Wait. You got it. You got Harry it. Potter. Yeah. Is it? Well, I mean, it's not. It's Harry it's, Potter? It happens in Harry Potter. Oh. It's just a general thing. Phoenixes do. Oh. Anyway, we're really happy that you're Steve now. <laughs> I'm very happy to be Steve. I know I went on a whole rant. Um, yeah. but And I already said this to you, too. But if there's lines that you want to change or kind of add, we're also oh, yeah. open to doing that as well. Yeah, if I feel like I've stepped the line into, like, unlikable, too unlikable, I feel like, oh, Yes, no. yes, tell us and fix it. <laughs> we, you, <laughs> we can't have you be unlikable. I, I can't have me be unlikable. Really, here's the reason that Steve works for me is because yeah. I am Steve. <laughs> just want everyone to like me, but I, I don't want anyone to date me. And <laughs> <laughs> The end. The end. <laughs> Good for you. Thank you. Yeah, that's that's great. Because uh, yeah. I think that we were missing uh, that perspective. It took a lot of table reads and conversations with me and like just men to figure it out. Because you had me writing it, right. and I am not. But I'm I'm a you know, I'm not Steve. <laughs> <laughs> You're anti Steve. <laughs> no, no, I, lo- I no Steve's great. I um you know I'm a writer too. I try to be a writer. Yeah. There are a lot of parts of me that are Steve, but um. The part where Steve just wants to focus on his career and he won't date Betty, that's something that I can't, I couldn't understand yeah. because that, some of those Betty parts are me where Very it's like, love me. <laughs> so it's just like, I was hard to write Steve and it's like, why won't he date her? Just date her. Right, so you were just projecting all the dickishness into him. <laughs> <laughs> exactly. Ac- accidentally. And it's like, but that's not why. It's his career. So we right. really, it took me a lot of conversations with just single 20-something, 30-something men. Anyway, I'm happy that you're on board because yes, you're going to do a wonderful job. Oh, when you read the script, before accepting the role, what what was the selling point? I think the selling point of the script was what kind of new... I, I almost knew before I read the script. Like, I don't think I needed to read the script to get it because I, I felt like I understood Steve so well. Mm-hmm. But then when I read it and I was like, oh, this is like a classic musical theater structure. Like, this is going to be fun. I was like, I want to do something fun. And then, actually, I read the part where he does that huge monologue, and I was like, oh, wow, this is right up my alley, where I get to interact with the audience. (laughs) Spoilers. (laughs) Yeah, that's new. I can't wait. No, you really... Just wait. Oh, I can't wait. Oh, I'm so excited. And But he will... um, I think that in the script, I kept the part where you offer someone a drink. Yeah. Yeah, don't forget to ID him. <laughs> <laughs> I will. I will. I actually had to do that in a show. Really? I. Oh my. So gosh. you're perfect for this role. Oh my gosh! I played a, like a 40 year old man when I was four, 16, in a university show, and they gave me non-alcoholic Bush beer. Oh gosh! <laughs> to well, drink okay. on stage. <laughs> And then I had to offer it to somebody else, and my dad was in the audience for one, so I gave it to my dad, and and then he could also sit and drink non-alcoholic bush with me, which I just couldn't do. You know what? I that why can't you do that? Oh, it just tasted bad. It's oh. non-alcoholic bush. Like it's, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've had bush before. Sorry, bush. Better than PBR, but not as good as a Coors Light. I, I don't like any of them. I don't like beer. Oh. I, I'm actually sober and, like, straight edge. I've never done anything. Oh, really? Yeah. 
Oh, wow. Good for you. So you didn't do any of that stuff. I mean, like I have. Oh, wait, now I won't go into what mind. you've done. Never yeah. mind. <laughs> it's fine. Let's get into it. I'm an open book. Uh, I'm an open book. I don't want to do Good for you. You don't drink. Yeah, I didn't drink that much until I got to the city. And then I, uh, you know. Then life happened and you were like, oh, I need it. No, not true. No, I I do drink now more than I did in Denver. I think think it's because of the social aspect, right? Yes. Oh, my gosh. Everybody wants to go out and have drinks, right? I actually, so I have a group of friends we call the Sexy Six. Used That's to be, hot. That's used hot. to be the Fab Five. It's our Facebook but then group. Added yeah, alliteration. Yeah, we added someone, so now it's the Sexy Six. And they would always do happy hour. I work with them, actually. We always go to happy hour, but then I told them a few months ago, hey, things are getting crazy with the show because we were casting an album. Right, right. So I said, I can't do happy hour. We have to do tea now. So now all I do is go to like fancy tea places and get like a $7 teapot. That actually makes a lot of sense to me. Like, that's a that's a whole culture. I'm it sure is. There's a hipster culture of that. There absolutely is, and we also we go to those like Soho places. So Soho. you know, famous people mm. are there. Yeah. <laughs> We're just rubbing elbows. Yeah. yeah, we really seem quite pomp. Pomp. You used that word earlier. Did I use that word earlier? When you said pomp, it. Wait, what? What? No. What was that? Don't lie. Fake news. <laughs> Whoa. Hey, fun fact about Good Morning New York. I'm never going to use that term in the show. Really? I'm so sorry. It's not in the there. Yeah, the way to go. We were doing a <laughs> good job. Out. I'm going to bleep I'm bleeping out fake news. Oh, yeah. That's good. Was there a line, though, in the musical? Was there a line that you were like, oh, there it is, that you liked? I really liked I I, Well, I really liked doing um, um, the line that was in the sides to... Um, when Steve is telling Betty that he's a, lo- a longer. <laughs> I just, I long. What? Was my favorite. I'm I'm so funny. I liked a long. Yeah, I don't know where that came from. It's funny. It came from me, obviously. Well, no, but I- well, no that's hilarious because I, I understood the character then because I do that. Do you? Well, I mean, I don't long, but. <laughs> <laughs> um, but I. So basically, a girl's asking him out and he says no because he's like, I'm a longer. I like to long. Oh no, you say it. Well, yeah, I, yeah. I, he, well, he says, "Oh, that's okay. I'm, I'm pretty much a longer anyway." And she says, "What?" And he goes, "You know, I'm a longer. I, I like to long. I see something. I like it. I long I'm for it." <laughs> yeah. And then, um, then she doesn't get it. And I actually did something like that in high school. I um, why? <laughs> no, no, no. It was an accident. Like, okay, so my friend, I have a very good friend. She just got married, and she uses this joke on me all the time because I did it to her. She asked me to dance at like a school dance when I was like fourteen, and I said, "Oh no, I'm not much of a dancer. I'm just more of a singer." Oh. In the middle of a school dance, and it was like my polite way of being not into her, and she's never let me live it down. So I sang at her wedding, and. I think it turned around pretty well. Was... Yeah, that's nice. Yeah. Good for you. Does she know that story? Oh, yeah. Oh, okay. I was she's, about to she's be like, actively, you just told she actively it on the podcast. Does it. <laughs> she actively does it to me all the time. Hmm. I don't know what I've said to turn people down. I'm pretty bad at it. <laughs> like, I got to get a lot better. Did, well, are you a ghoster? No, you, you not a ghoster. Ghost? I'm, I'm pretty damn blunt. We really shouldn't ghost. Everyone out there, just be cool. Don't ghost. Yeah, don't ghost. No, I'm, I'm pretty blunt. Oh, man. I can tell you a story. 
Do we have time? We should probably move on. <laughs> All I'm going to say is um, I, I am pretty, yeah, yeah, I, you know. Bad at telling people to go away. I'm getting, hmm, I, okay, I guess I have to tell the story. Yeah, but we have time. I'll just, I'll tell the story really fast. Um, no, I feel like I'll always be like, yeah. <laughs> I'll always say yes. And then, not always. Just lightly, though. Yeah. Well, yeah, <laughs> I, I'll, um, well, I also, I feel like if someone likes me, if I don't like them, I'm really good at it, it fielding that before it even comes to be oh, a question. Oh, yeah, you shut it down. Oh, I just drop, I, I'm like, oh, man, I went on this date yesterday, and oh, it's great. No, that doesn't so, work on guys. We don't get that. They do get that. Because I'm do? like, because then I say, yeah, I'm probably. With some intelligent men there. But well, that's what I do. <laughs> but that's when I'm like, yeah, I think I'm just gonna, I'm, I'm probably gonna, you know, keep seeing him and see how it goes. Great. That you know, that is, that's effective. Yeah. I think that's, I am, I'm pro that. Yeah, I always say that. Oh uh, yeah, I'm if like if you know, if even if I'm not seeing anyone, I'm like, <laughs> <laughs> like oh yeah, this guy still seeing him. <laughs> yeah, yeah, I do, I do make that up sometimes. So what's your Instagram information that people can watch you? <laughs> okay. Everyone out there who's really interested in this guy. So many people. All the people. You're the lead role in an off-Broadway musical. So, yeah. Thank you. Mm-hmm. Hype man over here. Hype mm-hmm. woman, do you care? I don't care. Okay. It's Zach John Holden. Uh, it's just everything is at Zach John Holden. So Z-A-C-H-J-O-N-H-O-L-D-E-N. And you can also check out my website, ZachHoldenArts.com. There's a cool photo of you and your guitar. There is. Park Bench. Park Bench, Riverside mm-hmm. Drive, that whole park. Where Did is like, that? Uh, it's like the Upper West Side, but like above <laughs> the Upper West Side. It's like oh, Washington Heights. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Cool. So, yeah, follow him on Instagram. Do um, Do you post a lot? I post um, moderately. If, you're, if you enjoy cat photos. Oh, and then plugs for my stuff. Are these both of your cats? I they are not my cats, but I oh. nannied them. What? So they're like I brought them up. You really like cats. <laughs> Do you like the musical derogatorily. cats? No, no, um, I was burping when okay, I said okay, it. Okay, okay. That's why I turned away and sure, I was like. Sure, sure, sure. Right, right, right. <laughs> right. Uh, I don't like the musical cats, but I do enjoy cats, the animals. Yeah, cute stuff. Do you want one? Uh, I would like to have a furry friend as a companion, but, uh, not for a while. I was offering you mine. Oh. Cat. Boot cat sound. Meow. Uh, if you want to, if you want to, um, say it in the microphone, then I'll, I'll throw that sound over earlier things when you talk about cats. Meow. (laughs) Great. Uh, last thing, you kind of already gave advice, but there's so many listeners who are in high school who listen to this, which is why I have to believe stuff all the time. Any advice? Uh, I think the best advice I can give you is uh, don't freak out. Like, it's going to be okay. Do what you want to do. And uh, I promise it'll be okay. That's really good advice. All right, guys, buy tickets to our show if you live in New York City. If you don't, our album is out in weeks. Or just buy them anyway. Yeah. Buy them and then give them to me and then I'll find someone to go. Right. That's how you can support us the most. Buy tickets? Yeah. That is true. Yeah, because the shirts just fund the marketing for the show. But keep buying those. (laughs) GoodMorningNewYorkMusical.com. Keep listening to the ads on the podcast because I make like $2 every 25 listeners. We can only do this with your help. It's true.
And uh, yeah, keep uh, have fun out there, guys. <laughs> See ya. <laughs>